Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. This week we have all the information from Gamescom regarding Shadowkeep and all the information on the upcoming events in Destiny 2 for the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned, sit back, relax and enjoy. I had this whole thing planned out in my head that because it's been like about 30 weeks that we've done this podcast, so we've had new people come in, I was thinking... Okay, we might have to do reintroductions of everybody. I was going to introduce you guys, but then he's gone and ruined it. There's no point in introducing us again. Yeah, yeah, he did ruin it. And I can't believe I can't believe he's just gone and left us. I can't believe he actually went on holiday a day, day early. So there's that. <laughs> you sounded super whiny. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me see if I can let me see if I can do this. Um. I don't know. Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Um, uh, welcome to the podcast, Guardians. This week, we're joined by our most English of hosts, Night Demon, the voice of reason, Parody, and the voice of ranting, Respawn. But wait, <laughs> Parody's not here today, is he? <laughs> I guess it's going to be fun. It's <laughs> good. So... She- should we kick things off with this week at Bungie for the 22nd of August? I can't believe we're in August already and oh near the God. end. I thought I thought it was actually coming out in September. Turns out it's August. Oh, because they pushed it back. Duh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's getting close. And not only are we in August already, we're at the end of August. So next week is September, right? Bam. One sure. more month and some change and a few days and a couple of hours and some minutes. There's some seconds in there somewhere. I forgot what we were talking about. Well, Bungie say that over the last few months, they've been talking about the future of Destiny, uh, the future of the franchise, from Vidox to the recent director's cuts that we went through in detail last week with parts one, two, and three from Luke Smith. Thank you very much. (laughs) Right. Um, They've unraveled a map and plotted a course for the future. Uh, This week, they took their biggest step with cross-save. And um, how did that go for you? Did you try that? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, reason being is because I want to wait for New Light to come out. And when New Light comes out, I just want to buy the, uh, the the packs that I need. So I was just going to wait until it was available on Steam and New Light was out. And I'll just uh, get the game for free and buy the packs that I need on top of that. So I okay. did not participate in the cross-save this week. Well, see, I'd already set up a Battle.net account when they were giving Destiny 2 away for free a couple of months back on Battle.net. I signed up to a Battle.net and, you know, downloaded a copy of Destiny 2 and I thought, okay, I'll, I'll save that. My PC isn't that far, so I'd never played it. And then now it's come to the cross-save part of it. So I've got my Battle.net. I had my Xbox. I've had a PlayStation account for years, so I had to make a Steam account. So I did that. That was all set up. Um, and then I tried it on the 20th of August and I was like, parody why isn't this working why why can't i it just says i have to sign up for notifications why isn't this working and it took me a good couple of hours to figure out that the 20th was the day that you had to then do your battle net transfer to steam and then the 21st was the cross save day so cross save came and i spent a good half an hour i was clicking on i was going through the different points you had to go on and log on to your Xbox account, your PlayStation, your Battle.net, and your Steam. And then you went further and then selected which one that you wanted to be your primary account. But every time I, I mean, my Xbox one was already there, was already unlocked and and, um, confirmed. I did the PlayStation one that unlocked and confirmed. Then I went and did Steam. And every time I clicked the Steam one, the PlayStation one would unclick and go back to being needing to be authorized. <laughs> so then I thought, I thought, okay, I will do the Steam one and the Battle.net one. And then I thought, I'll go back and do the PlayStation one. And every time I went back and did the PlayStation one, it knocked the other two off. I just gave up in the end. I was like, I'm done. And then I think I waited, I waited like a couple of hours. And um, 
went back on and it, it was all working fine and I managed to yeah. go through the whole process. But there, there was a lot of errors. There was like 505 or 404 errors oh, on the Steam page for a while. And I remember Bungie tweeted out and said there's an issue. But oh, it's all uh, working there, now. There's a lot of jokes in there about uh, I could make, you know, with, with, with Sony. You know, it might not have been working <laughs> yeah. correctly because right now they're fighting with Disney and, you know, priorities are elsewhere at the moment, you know, but I'm, I'm nobody pushed the button and nobody pushed the button. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy crap, Disney's trying a hostile takeover. Wait, what else were we doing? Ah, you gotta yeah. do the thing. <laughs> there, there was a meeting. There was something going on that was more important than this button pushing. Right. Somebody forgot to check the box. You need to check the box. <laughs> You can just um, imagine everybody in the Sony building like running to the window to look outside to see who's having the fight in the courtyard. It's like, who's going to win? That, you say that. Disney I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say everybody in the Sony building runs out to see Mickey Mouse and his crew walking up to the building. <laughs> <laughs> Today's your day, Sony. <laughs> ah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, they have they have bigger things going on right now. But I mean, as long as long as you're taken care of now, right? You got you got all your your ducks in a row. But um, for you, what would be the point if you don't have a PC that's fast enough? Are you planning on getting one or what? Possibly, you know. At least it's there and it's all you know. I've got it all there ready just in case. So you you just you just abandon all of your clan and everyone else and just jump over to the PlayStation? No, you don't abandon the clan. The clan goes with you. We've talked about this, remember? Yeah, but I mean, we we all play on Xbox, right? So if you jump on PlayStation, even though you're still a part of the clan, you can't play with us anymore. No, you say that, but I'm sure um, we've had the Booker Man, who's over on PlayStation 4, sign up and join the clan this week. Oh, yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be be learning how to speak English first. And after that's over, I'm going to finish my sentence, which was going to be... I'm still going to play on PC, but I'm only going to play on PC when, like, like when I can't take my Xbox with me, right? In mm. some places I go, I can't take my Xbox because of customs and other nonsense, right? Or it's just too much weight or whatever. There are instances where I can't always bring my Xbox with me. So at that point in time, I'll play on my computer, which is just, you know, a really, really good laptop. And then the saves will come back to my Xbox whenever I have access to it again. So I'm not going to be moving to PC, but I will play on the PC when I don't have my Xbox with me. So, Well, that's what I was thinking. You know, if I'm rather than streaming the Xbox to my laptop, I'd just play it on my laptop if I've got a better laptop at the time. Sure. Anyway. Migratory preparations, were you on that or were we already talking about that? Yeah, yeah we, we, well, I was just going to say, yeah, they, Bungie said that they've, they've been busy this week and they've begun preparations for the PC move to Steam and some live game calendar updates to discuss. So as soon as you said migratory preparations, I'm like, oh my God, that means they're going to break Steam and Destiny's going to have all kinds of new issues on the PC and whatnot. And I just want to <laughs> play and I don't want to, you know, Unless it's like, unless it's, they broke it in a fun way, like laser tag weekend or something, right? Mm. (laughs) That would be great. But no, I have a feeling it's just going to not work. Hopefully that won't be the case because I'd I'd really like to try it out on the PC once it, once it comes. Um, Yeah. So their calendar updates, we have Iron Banner returning next week. And that should be the, is that the 27th of August through to the 3rd of September. It's the last week of the season of opulence next week and mm-hmm. lord saladin will return and power enable combat for the iron banner and it's also going to be increased valor so if you're hunting those final resets required for the redrick's broadsword quest this is the perfect time to jump in you've also got moments of triumph it's just going to be extended through to september 17th so this may help you earn the crucible pinnacle weapons that you've been holding out for for the mmx1x title <laughs> oh my God. what don't laugh at me. <laughs> you always it's 2019, man. <laughs> no, it says MMX1X. That MM is 1000 1000 and XIX it is 19. 10 yes, plus nine. But they didn't call the title 2019. They said MMX1X. Oh, so so if they spelled it 2019, would you call it 2019? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I so would, just to annoy you. Yeah, whatever. So on the roadmap, we have the Iron Banner 
next week. Then we've got another update, which is 2.5.2.2, which will come the week after. Then we've got the last week of the Moments of Triumph leading up to the 17th of September. And we have an infamy boost with Gambit. Then we have the final Iron Banner, which is going to happen on the 17th of September through to the 24th of September. And then for the final week of September leading up to Shadowkeep, we have Mayhem in Crucible with a Valor boost and an Infamy boost in Gambit. That's what the calendar looks like for the rest of the month leading up to Shadowkeep. And then we have this amazing thing that they've decided they're going to implement into the game in come September. So the week after Iron Banner, we have the Community Challenge, which is going to end up on Mars. So the September Community Challenge is on Mars. Whether we wanted it or not, we've stepped into a war with the Hive on Mars. So let's get to taking out their... Wait a second. This isn't what I meant to start with. With a bit of extra time before Shadowkeep ships, we thought it would be a good idea to get the community in fighting shape to return to the moon. Not just you, but the entire community. And what better way to focus your attention on the Hive than to challenge you in the ways of old? As we have a quality of life update coming on September 3rd, that touches some of the Mars content. Why not double down and maybe help a few aspiring wayfarers along the way? This event starts September 3rd and ends September 10th, both at 10 a.m. PDT. Whatever time zone that is, I'm not giving a damn right now. The That's community objectives That's be reset are... time, isn't it? Huh? That's going to be reset time for everybody on the Tuesday. Yeah. <clears throat> the community objectives are defeat 175,000 Wave 7 Escalation Protocol bosses, defeat 300 million Hive on Mars, do an arbitrary number of Nightfalls on Mars, <laughs> doesn't say, defeat Nocris 150,000 times, defeat Zol 100,000 times, and use 300,000 override frequencies. And for all of you that thought that this was a community effort, you're wrong. You have to do this all by yourself in the week time frame that you've got. No, no, this is this, this is parodies. No, 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 parody's no, gonna no, do this. No, no. Oh, parody. <laughs> parody's gonna do this for missing this week. Right? All by himself. He is responsible for the entire community's numbers right there. Yes. Yep. So he'll need some help doing his um escalation protocol wave sevens hundred and seventy-five thousand times. No, so please won't. send him some messages. So... No, send him some messages on Xbox and offer him some help. And then don't show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so you get you get a nice reward for this. So that's what you were talking about. It says do a Mars nightfall. Oh yeah, that's where I was. Okay. Oh yeah. By the way, you get rewards for this. That's that's yes. that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Okay. So now this wouldn't be interesting without rewards. If all objectives are completed during the event. Any player to complete at least one Nightfall will be granted a unique emblem, granted to only those who rose to the Mars Challenge. Actually, it looks kind of cool. If you dig the whole Mars kind of uh, machinery vibe thing, you'll like it. You know, it follows the, the Escalation Protocol weapons and armor. It's good style. I like it. Um, mm. This also serves as an opportunity for you to further impress Emperor Callus. If the community reaches the above goals, Callus will unlock additional rewards for successful menagerie completions. Starting when goals are met, players will be guaranteed two rewards when slotting their runes and opening the chest. And an additional reward will be added each Friday for the remainder of the season. This was an idea, I think, that I was spitballing with Parody at some point when they did the um, opening of the forges. And, you know, the, the community got together and were working out with the puzzles to get into yeah. that last forge. I said to Parody, me and my wife played, I think it was Resident Evil Revelations 2. And in that, there was a community challenge where you had to fight this giant zombie that was walking through water. And the community had to go in. They had like a minute to do as much damage as they can with all their weapons. And if that zombie was taken down by the end of that week, everybody that had taken part in that challenge got a reward in game for it. And I said that probably would have been better if um, they'd done something like that in Destiny for opening the forges. If the community all came together and, and did like 100 million, you know, like they've done with 
killing the hive on Mars, if they did something like that with the initial forges, you would have found the forges being flooded with guardians and the amount of kills gone up and that may have opened the forge. I said that may have been a better way of doing that challenge or, you know, finding stuff out in the, the world and everybody getting together more of a community challenge rather than waiting for one guy to try and crack it like we did in the end. Well, it was kind of a community thing too, but unfortunately it does rest on one person to actually do the activity to complete. The yeah. We're all Whereas these, out, so yeah. Actually doing the puzzle. Whereas these community challenges are, uh, you know, they, they can track the numbers of how many things have actually gone on and they go, Oh, well, you know, you, you've reached that goal. We'll reward you for that. And I think that's a really good thing. And I think this is something that they could do in the future, which would be really good if they keep, improving and you know implementing these things for in game and the other thing that i wanted to point out they're doing a quality of life update uh, on uh -huh. september 3rd that touches some of the mars content now yeah. it's also quite kind of strange because the entrance to the black garden was on mars if you remember in the meridian bay in destiny mm. one sure. you you had to go in that big area didn't you and you know on that mission you went through the portal and it suddenly mm. took you to venus i think it was so it seems strange that they're updating Mars a couple of weeks before we get Shadowkeep and the Black Garden is going to be part of the new raid for Shadowkeep. So it just seems really suspect that they're touching Mars, don't you think? That's why I was saying spinfoil hats. No, I mean, I don't think it's suspect at all because that's how you get to the Black Garden is via Mars. Yes, but it's on a different part of um, Mars in Meridian Bay. So it's maybe... One yeah, of those yeah. little paths that we take could just lead off into that direction, or we could we could come across a Vex teleporter that poops us to the other side of the planet. I mean, there's lots of different think, ways yeah. they could implement it, you know? I think it's too far away from where the Braytec facility is. I think I've seen it on a map, so, uh, you know, on one yeah, of these like lore the videos or something. It's like the northern yeah, there's two part. different areas, isn't it? So it'd have to be a Vex teleporter. But it'd be quite interesting if people suddenly come across it in the next couple of weeks when we're doing this Mars challenge. Like, oh. Where's this, you know, this teleporter suddenly decided to, to pop up. We, we never saw Braytech in D1, so... No, we didn't. But what I'm saying is the entrance to the, the Black Garden, which yeah. is going to be the new raid yeah. for Shadowkeep, is on Mars. That was how yeah. we got into the Black Garden to destroy the heart. Yeah, but then Which you mentioned was... Braytech facility for some reason. That, I'm trying well, to that's that where we are now. That's where, that's where the Mars... Ah map is at the moment we're at the braytech facility aren't we yeah so we're all around that area so that's why i was mentioning that yeah that would be nice i mean it would be nice that's most likely what is going to happen one of the either there's going to be a teleporter to boop us to where we need to go or there's going to be a cutscene, and we just happen to have a new marker on the map at that point or yeah. there's not going to be anything at all and we're all spouting a load of rubbish here it's and right. it's just all coincidence happens to the best of us and yeah. when i say the best of us I mean you. I knew you were going to say you. I just knew it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, here's my favorite part. Parodies Issues Report. But guess what? Can you guess? You should guess. I want you to guess. You're not going to guess? Parody's not here. So, <laughs> no issues to report. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just means we've got to take it. No. Nope. We've got to do it. All right. Yeah. All right. I got you. Okay. Okay. Here's the report. Cross save 90 day waiting period. You've already been told what this is. You disable it, you wait three months, moving on. Socials of Heroes ending soon. Enough said. Get your stuff done. Additional uh, news and information. Wow, that no, was. No, no. Go back. Go back. <laughs> Stop what it. are we doing? What? Cross save 90 days waiting period. So yeah. if you accidentally click the wrong button when you are doing the cross saves and you want to disable it, there is a 90 days rest period where you can then unclick it or click it back on they've also said in addition players who purchase silver cannot disable cross save until the 90 days after the silver was purchased players who perform a refund for purchase silver through the platform storefront cannot activate cross save until the silver is repurchased for that account lots of silver issues basically uh, players subject to a ban or restrictions cannot activate cross-save or disable cross-save if it is already active until that ban or restriction has what? expired. So they're like super banned. <laughs> like, yeah. Not only can you not play, but you can't even decide how you're going to play when you're unbanned. 
<laughs> wow, that's really sticking it to him. That's funny. Any players that who encounter other issues with cross save are encouraged to report to the hashtag help forums or go on the cross save frequently asked questions page, which we will link in the show notes. And as we've spawned alluded, Solstice of Heroes is ending. And um, they say this is the final week for players to participate in Solstice of Heroes. After the weekly reset on Tuesday, the 27th of August, Solstice of Heroes will end and the European Aerial Zone will no longer be accessible. Players will no longer be able to upgrade their uncommon or rare Solstice armor sets. Players who have unlocked the legendary Majestic armor sets may continue to complete objectives to masterwork their armor after Solstice of Heroes is concluded. That's especially helpful for anybody that wants to do the Shattered Throne for one of the pieces. That's coming up again the same week that Iron Banner's dropping. It'll be a full curse week next week. That's also another week that you can get your um, Truth to Law power for the Queen if you're doing your law book. Um, huh, what? What are we on? That's it. So that that's all the issues. See, Parody, oh. we don't spend oh. six hours going over issues. That's right. Um, what do we? Okay. Okay. That, Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. Okay, here we go. Additional news. Game's getting another big freaking download. All right? It was at 96. We're getting 68 more. That means you need 165 total gigs for the game of Destiny 2. You better make space. All those of you that play Call of Duty, delete it. You play Halo, delete it. You play Anthem, delete it. Delete all that stuff you don't need because you're going to need the space for Destiny. All right? Yes, yeah, so this is Shadowkeep. The download, the required minimum space is 68 gig to actually um, install it. So additional space. Oh, yeah. A yeah. total additional. We're at 96. So. Yeah. Uh, rise to new heights. Fight, earn, and infuse to reach new power cap of 960. Ha! False. <laughs> Level up your seasonal That's artifacts. False. It's it, the, the, the hard cap is 960, but the soft cap is infinite. Does that make sense? You can't get armor or weapons above 960, but we've been no, we went over this last week. Yeah, Don't exactly. confuse people. Just no, just stick to what it says on the page. Confused. Stick to what it says on the page. Because <laughs> you're just gonna confuse people. <laughs> Level up your seasonal artifact and exceed the power limit of your weapons and armor to overcome impossible challenges. Um introducing finishers available to all Destiny 2 players. We uh, So yeah, they're available to all Destiny 2 players. That includes the first light uh, new light players that are coming in as well. Yeah. I know I really should care about those things, right? Cuz cuz me always being one of the players that always has all the Destiny things, I'm just thinking it's normal. Like everybody gets it. Yeah, duh. And I always forget about the guys that either don't want to or can't afford or fill in the blank all of the dlcs so i guess that's an important thing to say very <sighs> important anyway class themed uh something i was gonna say weapons but hold on uh class, class themed. themed finishers oh because we're yeah. finishers that makes sense they're class themed blast arcane energy is warlock flourish and knives as a hunter and strike with the greatest titan weapon of all your fist but i saw a titan using using a spin kick that's not a fist that's a foot. I no, saw I it. These are your initial ones that you you get from starting but, the game. But they said, they didn't say starting. They said, listen, blast arcane energy as a warlock, flourish your knives as a hunter, and strike with the greatest titan weapon of all, your fist. It is but your I greatest saw a weapon kicking of all. Something. Yes. It was a spin kick. And if you if you wait Thanks. until we get to the additional information further down about the finishers. <clears throat> it was a kick. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> Close quarters combat. Rush a weekend. Weekend. Rush a weekend enemy. A guy that's only here on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> there you go. Rush a weekend, meaning a an enemy that is weak, to activate a devastating final blow. Um, I saw in one of the videos that uh, they actually glow when they're ready to be finished. So that's cool. You don't have, there's no guesswork to it. It's not like, I think he's ready. I think he's ready. I think he's ready. Boop, not ready. And you've been stopped to death. You there's know? a glowing dot, a big glowing dot above the head. Yeah. Um, there is a risk and reward. Uh, equip finisher mods that use super energy to customize its effect, at, such as self-healing or spawning heavy ammo for your fire team. Guess which one I'm going to do. 
<laughs> it's not heavy. Um, <laughs> there's additional info. Uh, it's for PVE only. That mm-hmm. sucks. <laughs> you can't go run around doing your knife that thing. That sucks. No, because don't get me wrong. I know I would 100% get finished off by Titans all the time. But even if that was the case, I think using a finishing blow in the Crucible would have been amazing. Instead of just like using an emote over a dead body, you just you finish them off. That's you never know. way more insulting. You know what you I mean? You never know. This this kind of thing may be unlocked for something like Mayhem later on down the line. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully it is. If it is Maybe. strictly PvE, that does Let's throw it out there. Come on, Bungie. You are listening to our podcast. Take that as a free piece of DLC. <laughs> uh, once you're in an animation, you're locked in. There's no cancel, and you are not invulnerable. Meaning, if you start an animation... You can still die via a stomp or some other stupid mechanic. Speaking of stomps, it's probably written here, but I haven't read far enough ahead. Big, big bosses, final bosses are not subject to finishing moves. Okay? Do not be the guy that's like, I can finish him! Oh, I can blow a derp! And then you die. Don't be that guy. It's literally that guy. The, the third third line down from where you are. Is it really? One, two. There you go. See? Told you I didn't read far <laughs> enough ahead. Uh, <laughs> you get one finisher per character to start with and can get even more later. Some finishers cost super energy, but they have a trade-off with what you get back. Ammo for a whole team, etc. You know, they keep mentioning that. No, I whole... mentioned that again. Yeah, that was yeah. my fault. I just doubled up on no, that. No, Sorry. no, no, no. Even in the videos, they mentioned that like three or four times. Like, that's the big thing. Everybody gets a brick of heavy ammo when you finish off an enemy. That's cool. Do you do anything else? Yeah, you get a brick of ammo. Anything else? Yeah, you get a heavy brick of ammo. Okay, anything else? Yeah, you can get a heavy brick of ammo. I heard you! <laughs> what else? You know, they keep mentioning that same Just one thing. leave like, it. So... Leave it. There's no rant. There's no rant this week. Leave it. Put it down. Just carry on. Fine. Whatever. I'm trusting you to do all the talking this week. <laughs> Sorry, what are we talking about? Hunt for new gear. That's what we're on. Discover unique weapons and armor in ways both new and old. Construct weapons out of Nightmare Essence with Eris Morn. Gather Vex-themed gear through the Season Pass and collect exciting new exotics from quests and enemy drops. Stand by for one second. Don't, don't, don't put this in the recording. There was something I meant to check earlier, but I forgot. Uh... Back on track. Uh, Garden of Salvation Raid. A signal emerges from the dark. Sorry. Let's say that like ambiance, okay? A signal emerges from the dark and reaches beyond dimensions into the uncharted wilds in the Black Garden, where it leads inside the garden. <laughs> Are you whooshing? <laughs> I was adding the extra sound effect. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where- <laughs> I can't do it now. Okay. All right. right. Okay. Where it leads inside the garden remains a mystery. One that whispers with temptation, yearning to be solved. The Black Garden was the backdrop for the story finale in the original Destiny, but it was never properly explored. Also, there will be raid-specific mods. I love how they just put that at the end. Oh no! No, I I put that I put that bit on the end. Oh, okay. You. That's why I highlighted it. I highlighted it. Because so, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that, that they suddenly they mention in another video somewhere else. You think, ah, oh, that's important. Stick that on that part of the notes. Well, it is important, but there's always raid-specific mods. So, okay, yeah, people mm. need to know that it's still a thing. But, I mean, that's mostly an assumption at this part if you do raids. And I think I did hear, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure whether it was um, from Bungie or it was like third-hand, that like we've got now with the extra mod slot for the raids um armor where they've got the extra mod slot that you put the raid specific mod in that will be still a thing on the um armor that you get from the raids right so it doesn't take up a mod slot that you've already got space for kind of thing nice and Uh, i will link the bungee shadow keep information page that we've got most of that information from because that's all from their web page now we move on to shadow keep moon information and other things that 
have come out from Gamescom 2019, where Bungie turned up on Xbox stage talking about Shadowkeep, and that's where they showed off some of the finishes. That's where they showed off some of the artifact details. They released a trailer, so they've done a lot of talking at Gamescom this week, and we've collated some of the information, or most of the information for you, that we can go over. Now, the moon will have four lost sectors to explore. And as Respawn alluded to earlier from the Bungie statement, that we'll be crafting weapons from the Nightmare Hunts with Eris. And this is very similar to the Brother Vance stuff that we did on Mercury, where we had to go away and craft weapons. We had to do missions, didn't we, and get different parts or do different things to um, form the weapon. And then we had to go over to the forge that was in on Mercury and forge a specific rolled I- weapon. Speaking of those weapons, right, um, some people talk bad about those Mercury weapons, but there was a lot that were really good. Uh, Off the top of my head, the hand cannon, some people still use the hand cannon to this day in the Crucible, and the pulse rifle's not too bad either. So Yeah, I mean, they they were reasonable. I mean, they were fixed rolls, but I think you could see the progression going from that forge to where we were with the forges, and hopefully it goes further with Eris that it's not going to be a fixed roll that it may be something that you could then go on further and re-roll and get different rolls of that weapon. You mean like, Much the, to ha- like the hammer that we had in D1? It was the shape of a hammer. I forgot what the technical name was, but the icon was a little hammer. You hit it and you re-rolled your weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think this is going to be a bit like a mixture of doing the menagerie where you, you go and do your your runes you slot in a specific amount of things and you can select certain things but a couple of things are a random roll so hopefully this is going to be very similar with eris they will have to go off and get this nightmare hunt stuff so hold on you're thinking that you're thinking that the uh the the nightmare essence for eris morn is going to be like the tokens in the menagerie Possibly. I mean, we might not be able to select what we do in the menagerie with, you know, making sure that we want range on something and mask will work it for something else or, you know, but um, we may, there may be some selection to it. We don't know as yet, but it's, it, it's sounding promising because knowing what they know from other parts of the game, although they did say, I think we said last week mm. that this was all kind of put in place before they knew how the menagerie was accepted. Yeah, because so they were doing it in parallel. Yeah, it may not be what we think it could be with the menagerie. It I mean, may it, be. It could be something. Maybe closer to yeah. like you know, one essence gives you a hand cannon, five essence gives you a pulse rifle, ten essence gives you a heavy weapon. I don't know. Could be something. Uh, it may be a mixture of like what we had with Brother Vance and a mixture of that with the the forges. Yeah. So you never know. It could be something really good. There could be some really good weapons from that. I just um, hope they do it better than they did with the Brother Vance because some of those materials were... A pain is, yeah. I think, an understatement, right? But whatever. And you could only do so many a week, couldn't you? You could mm-hmm. only get so many boxes per week from him. Hopefully yeah, they don't limit it. So with Nightfall Strikes and Nightmare Hunts, they all have difficulty level selects with them. And they say that the higher the level, the better the gear. So this is a possibility of acquiring the new economy items, such as enhanced prisms and the ascendant shards. There are two new strikes for Shadowkeep. One is on Io in the Pyramidium, and it's been hinted at um, with the area that was glitched into a couple of months back. A couple of YouTubers showed you. It was very similar to an area that we had as a strike in Destiny 1, and I can't remember it, what, it, what it was called. Um, and I didn't have time to look it up. But again, this could also be possibility that you remember Ashamir keeps referring to the Radialarian Lake when we fall down in the pit yeah, uh, and for the strike. And, and yeah. it's completely different. <laughs> this may be the right ra- Radialarian Lake that he's going on about, you know, and they've put that into the story this time. So that's quite interesting that that one's on IO and they haven't shown us it yet. But again, that could also tie in with the Vex and the Black Garden and things like that. But the one that they've shown on the moon, we've seen kind of um, screenshots of the the box that shows you where you can load into it. And it says, investigate the recent erected Scarlet Keep and discover its dark purpose. And the recommended power is 750. And that's all we've kind of know about that at the moment. That sounds like, you know, it's one of the starting 
strikes or missions that we go into that then turns into a strike like we've had previous sounds like it yeah mm. and then we have the nightmare hunts so these are possible encounters that we've had previously or done previously but they're approached differently or you do different mechanics so some of the nightmares that we well one of the nightmares that has been shown at gamescom was called servitude and again the destination was on the moon and it says defeat the nightmare of Zydron, the Gate Lord. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, um, Respawn, but he, he's the Gate Lord that you had to go to on Venus mm. and you rip his head off and you take him back to the Queen and her brother then rips out the eye and gives you the eye and says, well, it's, it's dead, it's useless, but I'll give you the coordinates for Mars anyway. And um, I will link that in the show notes because I found a, a Gate Lord mission completion and the cutscene afterwards if anybody's interested in watching that so it may be a recreation of the encounter that we first fought zydron from destiny one but there are different mechanics to it of how to defeat him this could be some of the other bosses that we have fought along the way because in some of the trailers we've seen who have we seen we've seen ghoul we've seen fogoth um and these are all kind of bosses that have been spread out from destiny one to destiny two um and we don't know whether these nightmares are part of a strike or these nightmare hunts that we have to go to okay but probably both probably but i could see that it's uh each nightmare is going to be a, a different boss on the map each time and there are different tiers of um, or difficulties that you can select or which have different modifiers and things on i'll get onto those in a minute but it just i think it's something that they're going to rotate throughout the season so maybe we'll only see these bosses three or four times in that season that's the part of the content that's going to be disappearing there's luke smith said that you know they're going to have to yep. there's going to be some content that's going to disappear so that they can keep it um they can keep Rotate the, the load times down yeah they wouldn't need to do that if they kept everything server side <laughs> So, from what we saw on the Gamescom trailers and the interviews that they showed, the uh, Zydron mission, or the, the Zydron Nightmare, um, it says challenges, and underneath it said weekly, and it said complete a nightmare hunt activities. Any difficulty tiers grants progress, and it says naught with three. So you can do three of these um, um, nightmare hunts per week, and it rewards you with a powerful gear tier one. Again, we don't know what the tier one is but i'm guessing that's the lower tier of powerful rewards as as like we've got now if you go and do like the three daily um missions you you get a lower tier of a powerful um engram drop and I'm, I'm guessing that tier one is the lower end maybe tier three four i don't know how far it goes up is going to be the higher ones that you can get more light from sure the the three difficulties that can be selected so you've got Adept, which is 860 light. You have oh, matchmaking on. <laughs> you've got matchmaking on. And the mission modifier is air superiority. That's, that's the first difficulty for the nightmares. And you remember last week we talked about it with the, the delta being scaled to the 100 um, light above. So yeah. if you are 760, you could go into this, uh, but it's going to take you a very long time. <laughs> to to damage that boss and get him down you know but you could possibly do this week one if you are 760 i'm guessing we're going to get a lot higher than that in the first week or a lot of people will but it just so shows you getting that... a base of 750 right? yeah so everybody's going up a base but you need to get to at least 760 to actually go into that mission and do any kind of damage but it's going to take teamwork you know you can go in as a as a team of three and i'd recommend that for the first couple of weeks you know because you're going to need communication um because all the systems have changed and your weapons are all going to be changed as well you know they're going to be buffing some the supers and all the orbs that we talked about last week so it's going to take a lot of communication to possibly do that at 860. so they have one modifier on that's called air superiority hmm. the next level is hero which is 920 light and again, you've got matchmaking on for that. You have the mission modifier of air superiority again. But then you also have champion overload, champion barrier, and torment of Zydron, which all sound like that's um, that's a lot of pain and a lot of suffering there. <laughs> <laughs> that air superiority sounds really fun unless you're a hunter, though. 
right? Because to mm. me, that sounds like as long as you're floating in the air, you do probably extra damage, I would guess, maybe have extra accuracy. Uh, but us poor hunters that, that can't float. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, these may even rotate out. It may not be that the first week. We're only going off of the build that they've shown at Gamescom. Sure. So yeah. these could these things could actually change. Yeah. And I mean, the third. Sorry. But but no 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 it's fine. I just um I'm my my train of thought is going down two different directions right now. Right. But uh, I was thinking of the air superiority thing again. Um, it would be bad for hunters, but at the same time, I was thinking, what's that exotic where if you're a warlock and you sight in while you're in the air, you kind of stay there longer as long as you're hitting a target. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean with the wings on it. Yeah. So that on a warlock with air superiority, that, that could potentially be very, very devastating. Just kind of a heads up. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So the highest tier of difficulty you can do is a legend which is 950 light matchmaking is off and the mission modifiers. You also have the air superiority, the champion overload and the champion barrier. And then you also have the torment of Zydron, but you will have your equipment locked and it will be match game. Again, these could be rotating modifiers, but also to mention that on your artifact, we'll come on to that in a second. You have overload overload rounds on the artifact and anti-barrier rounds and the overload rounds on the artifact says uninterrupted fire grants bullets that cause disruption delaying ability energy regeneration and lowering combatant damage output and it's strong against overlord champions so this goes in hand with the mission modifiers on the legend and the hero modes of the nightmares and then you have the anti-barrier rounds on the artifact that you can select. And it says, shield-piercing rounds designed to bypass combatants' defenses strong against barrier champions. And these mods look like they will cost you zero energy to slot into your armor as well. So say you can put this on like a class item that's already filled up with seven bars and you can't really get anything else in there. You may be able to put these on those specific armor pieces. I'm not exactly sure as yet where you can put the different uh, mods from the artifact, but I'm guessing they will only be able to be slotted into certain. I think, I think it's additive. You can put it wherever you want, as long as you don't go above 10. So Bungie say that they'll be discussing the artifact in more detail at a later date, but they did show off some information at Gamescom. So we did find out that the artifact will make progress across all your characters. So you don't have to just worry about that. It will on each character, you'll have the same artifact that will then make progress. So that's quite good. Uh, the artifact has mod slots that you can select to open, and they have five lines of five columns. So these five lines and five columns will equal 25 mods that you can choose. And in the first column, there are five Vex-themed um, mods that you can have. In the second column, there are weapon themes for nightmare hunts and new mods. In the third column, it's weapon reloaders, and they are enhanced with no affinity attached to respawn. Um, the fourth is ability cooldown related. And the fifth column is cooldowns for exotic feeling mods that make you more powerful, like the heavy like the heavy armor regen, as respawn has reiterated several times. Over and over. <laughs> over and over and over again. Why, <laughs> why, 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 what kind of backwards ass freaking... Oh, hold on. I can't say that stuff. Uh, what kind of Twilight Zone episode have I stepped into? Get out of here. Scram. <clears throat> so out of those 25 mod slots, you can only select 12 mods. And this works by just selecting ones in each column. Now, you could just select... All the ones in the first couple of columns and work with that but if you want to get to the exotic feeling ones you'll need to follow a certain pattern and you have to do certain things and it says it at the bottom of the artifact it says to unlock column two you have to unlock one mod slot from column one once you've done that column two unlocks and then we make more progress so to unlock column three you need to have chosen four mods from the previous two columns so that's one and two 
Once you've done that, you unlock column three. To unlock column four, you need to choose seven from the previous three columns. Once you've done that, you unlock column four. And then to unlock the final column, you need to have chosen 10 mods from the previous, you know, four columns. Once you've done that, you can then select a mod from the final column. So you can reset your artifact um, and then try 12 different mod slots. But again, we don't know how that's going to work at this point in time. There could be some kind of requirement well, for it. Listen, I'm, I'm hoping it's not an experience-based thing. Because remember D1, how you had weapons and things like that, and you had to gain experience with them to level them up, right? Um, yeah. If, if you have to do that, let's say I'm going into an event, right? And I've, I've been an idiot. I haven't been paying attention. I've got these 12 things that I think are cool, but they're not the right unlocks to go into like a raid, for an example. And somebody says, no, you need X, Y, and Z so that we can do A, B, and C. Well, I reset my artifact thinking that, hey, I can just put in 12 different slots, but no, you got to use experience to level it up again. That would suck. So like we had with the Destiny 1 weapons that you could level up, and then once you've did that, you could then select the perks that you wanted and go with that, didn't you? You could, but you didn't need to reset the weapons to No, I'm hoping it would say cost you 5,000 glimmer to reset the artifact. And then once you've done that, you could then reinsert those mod slots in wherever you wanted to once you fully upgraded the, the artifact for the first oh, time. So so you're, you're thinking it might be like a like a like a charge to to clear the board, not reset the yeah. artifact, but to clear all the icons off and just replace them in different spots. Once you've unlocked the whole artifact, um, so it might take a couple of weeks for you to level it up fully. But after that, you can then reset for a, a certain amount of glimmer. Not a high chunk, but you know something that will okay. be significant. But then again, don't go too small. Otherwise, people will be resetting every kind of five seconds. I can see that. I like that. That's better than, my, than, 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 than consumables. I like that, yeah. All right, cool. So Ibontis has an artifact breakdown video that he goes over all the details from Gamescom and the Games Radar interviews, breaking down all the information about the new artifacts. He just gives you visuals of everything Demon just said. Basically. <laughs> but he does go into uh, more detail about the things that I've kind of glossed over, yeah. and it's definitely worth a watch. Plus, he also has a Shadowkeep Moon Map, Nightmare Hunt, Strike and Season of the Undying video, where he covers the differences between the moon from D1 and the differences in D2. Did you watch this one, Respawn? I did. And the differences, I, don't, I didn't really care for, but I do like how he managed to get information uh, about what the new things mean. You know, that was nice. Yeah. In the first part of the video, he overlays the Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 moon maps and shows you where it's changed and the changes of the areas. And it's possible that the map goes up further in Destiny 2 as we only saw a screenshot. But there's a path in the top corner that goes off the map. Um, it's very similar to the Dreaming City where, you know, it's quite a large map and you have to kind of scroll across. So it could be similar to that. And then not only that, but you also have the ascended areas too. So yeah, yeah. And there's also some good news for Xbox and PC players. This is very spawn. Hold on, I got this. So earlier in the week, <laughs> I was watching a video, and um, somebody mentioned uh, they they said this, but the wording that they used sent me down a path of anger. Okay. <laughs> no, so no, 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 I'm not running. I'm not running. No, no, no. no I'm good. I read it earlier in the band chat earlier this happy, week. I'm happy, happy, happy talk. I know. Yeah. This is happy talk. I'm saying earlier happy in talk. the week, the way that they explained this was bad and it sent me down the angry path. Uh, so, what had happened was. I was all excited about there being no more PlayStation exclusive content. And when they were talking about this in the video that I was watching, somebody had mentioned um, when the time expires for the PlayStation 3, oh, I'm sorry, for the PlayStation exclusive content, then we get this. And I took that as there's more PlayStation exclusive content. And I 
I lost my mind. I'll be honest with you. I did get very uncouth there for a while, let's say. And um, now that this is out, I think it's I think it's good, right? Because there there is no more PlayStation exclusive content coming, but there is still an expiration date for the stuff that already exists. That's what it meant. So when this expiration date comes, when the timer expires, what's going to happen for the Xbox and PC players is we'll get the PS4 exclusive strike, the Broodhold. Um, that strike was released under the Forsaken expansion, and Guardians must breach the Tangled Shores crashed hive warship and destroy the nest inside in an effort to drive the hive out to the sh- out of the shore. Sorry. Uh, the mission goes awry uh, when the nest source reveals itself, requiring guardians to rise up and defeat the threat. Uh, in addition to the strike, this particular strike, uh, both when I say both, everyone gets two additional strikes. So Xbox and PC, we get three new strikes. Uh, PlayStation gets two new strikes. In addition to the strikes, though, uh, the... Wave Splitter, if I'm reading this correctly, is coming to Xbox and PC. So whereas that was only uh, a PlayStation exclusive with the exception of the time where it was in Destiny 2 for everyone there for a bit, uh, it's we're not, we're not supposed to have it. So uh, it's coming to us, and like I said, it's called the Wave Splitter. It's Omalon's newest breakthrough. It uses focused sonic waves to superheat electrons into a devastating energy beam. This is Void, by the way. So that's our Void. Uh, uh, it's not a linear fusion rifle. It's a... Trace rifle. Trace rifle, thank you. So this is the Void trace rifle we've been waiting on. Uh, its exotic perk is Harmonic Laser. Laser damage has three power levels that oscillate while the trigger is held down, meaning it goes uh, weak damage, medium damage, high damage, etc. Okay. Um, it has a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The catalyst. It has a catalyst called supercharged battery. Collecting an orb of light grants a short period of maximum power that starts with an automatic weapon reload. So, um, I've heard a lot of things about this. I have yet to play with it, but I heard that this wave splitter is kind of beast on PlayStation, and I'm hoping it will be when it comes to PC and Xbox. So, uh, yeah, Mtash has a wave splitter trace rifle exotic review. Go check that out. I'm not about to explain it. Uh, The next exotic is called the Monte Carlo. Now, this is back in the day from D1. It was an OG weapon. Visually speaking, it looks pretty cool. But the exotic perk, it, I wasn't that much of a fan of. Anyway, we're going to get into it, was, it. It was good for uh, Titans. Yeah, it's great for Titans. Uh, Monte Carlo <laughs> is an exotic auto rifle that is returning from D1 in Shadowkeep. The rifle looks different from many other auto rifles that in the front of the weapon, it looks like it has a bayonet. We have a legendary kind of gun that looks like this uh, in the game currently. Um, unfortunately, this is only a novelty. You can't actually run up and stab people. That's unfortunate. The rifle is in the middle ground archetype for rate of fire, meaning 600 and impact, and has a much higher stability and reload speed than many other auto rifles of its archetype. And it did. Uh, The downside is you didn't have a lot of range. So there's that. Uh, A year two version of Monte Carlo was was reintroduced in the Taken King. Uh, The exotic perk Monte Carlo method Dealing damage with this weapon reduces your melee cooldown and grants a chance to fully charge your melee ability with each kill. Again, great for Titans. I like punching stuff. Uh, Gambit and Gambit Prime are not going in. Oh! Oh, sorry. That should have been under the Monte Carlo thing. Yeah. Uh, So, end tape, roll credits. That's that's it. (laughs) Go ahead, man. So Gambit and Gambit Prime are not going anywhere soon. It will be available throughout year three uh, because they want new light players to experience it and get even more feedback from the next year. And that's basically going off of what Luke Smith said last week in his opus, where he said there could only be one. But I think they're going to take a year to decide and maybe refine both modes. And, you know, over the year, see which one comes out on top. Sorry, what are we talking yeah. about? 
gambling problem. Yeah, no, I just I, I went a little Highlander there for a second. Go ahead, continue. So we will link the Monte Carlo Exotic Auto Rifle Planet Destiny review from back in the day, the Gamescom 2019 Xbox Shadowkeep information reveal uh, from the Xbox stage, and the Gamescom 2019 Shadowkeep trailer, and the PS4 Broodhold Strike gameplay if you're interested. So now it's time for everybody's favourite bit, but it's only a little bit this week anyway. Tips, tricks and guides. So we have a guide from Jarv on the best PC settings for Destiny 2 and he goes through the PC and the in-game settings to help optimise for your PC and the best settings for you and he explains each step and what you might need to do to set up your own PC. Next we have a guide from Fallout Plays and he covers all the details on how to set up your cross-save account on Bungie.net and goes over all the rules for the system. Um, so if you didn't want to listen to me from last week, go listen to Fallout. He has a really good video. Also, Fallout has gone back down the rabbit hole with even more testing on barrel lengths. And this time he has a video on the exotic scout rifle, the Polaris Lance, and the exotic hand cannon, the last word. And he plays about with their ornaments and shows you the different range drop-offs for those. Also, we have a cool guy video highlighting the Black Scorpion 4SR, which is a scout rifle that's been around for quite some time. But the reason that we've highlighted this video is because in Shadowkeep, these frames might become really good because scout rifles are going to get a buff, hopefully. And cool guy goes into detail and he says that he was going to put this in his five minutes of frame series. But the more and more he used it, it grew on him which I can agree with because it's one of my favourite scout rifles. Um, he currently believes that the top three PvP scouts are the Jade Rabbit, the Polaris Lance and No Feelings. But these vice frames have something about them that, you know, do shine. And in the review, he goes over the perks that you want and how these are best used and the range drop off and more because this weapon can get random rolls from gunsmith and well drops. So it's worth taking a look at. And he finished the video with gameplay and in the current meta and shows you how good it is at the moment. So if it's good at the moment, hopefully it will be a great weapon come Shadowkeep. And that's it. That's Look it. at that. Record right. time. How long have we been recording? Um, about an hour, I reckon. Um, this is going to be the shortest podcast that we've done. Um, we got the information out there without messing about. Without the silly voices, <laughs> um, I, I basically think it's parody's fault. It, it is parody's fault, you know, the reason why we always spend six hours doing a podcast. You, you think it's parody that holds us back? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, of course, I completely agree. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess that we'll find out when he's back, whose fault it is. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, this this is so short, it's going to be out tonight. No, it's not going to be out tonight. <laughs> it's nearly midnight for me, and I'm going to go to bed. Thank you for joining us. Your Titan has been Night Demon. Your Hunter is No One Respawn. Hi! You can, you can email us at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com or you can tweet us at two titans underscore hunter. You can look us up on Facebook. There's a Facebook page that basically we tell you when the podcast goes live. Um, and sometimes there's other things. Parody likes to make sure that everybody can join the Frozen clan. And there's a join.frozen.party Frozen thing. with a zero. That's you Frozen with a zero. Yep. And you can find your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live. You can... Well, now you can join the Frozen clan no matter what you're on. You know, you could be the ambassador like the Booker Man is for the PlayStation 4. You could become our ambassador yes. for PC. Because um, let's face it, we don't want Respawn becoming the ambassador for the dibs. PC side. I've already so called no. dibs. No, you I've can't have it. dibs. It's my no, dibs. it's down to pan. It's down to pan. No. <laughs> I've already called it. No. Look, as newly, elected, as newly elected monarch of the fellow hunters, I declare dibs on PC. Uh, uh, PC ambassadorship. No. You can find, yeah, we've done that. You can find us. Uh, you can 
actually, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to watch the show on YouTube this week um, because Lazy Guts is on holiday and he normally does the edit for the video. So I might just have to upload an audio thing where you just look at the Podbean logo for the week. Because <laughs> um, he's not going to bother. And yeah. I, I've i got none of the the software to do the... Well, I have got the software to do it. I haven't got the time to do it because I leave that up to parody. And he hasn't been bothered to actually give us anything for the video. So you can watch some kind of show this week on YouTube once the podcast goes live. Um, you, as you know, you because you're listening to us, the, you're probably listening to us on either Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. There's loads of other Anywhere places you can listen to us. Everywhere fine podcasts are sold, as Parody right. would say. That's right. Um, Podcoin as well. Um, and we leave you this week with a shorter podcast because, let's face it, Parody is the one that holds us back and makes the podcast go on for more hours. We just edit out all the bits that he messes up. That's what uh, it is. Everybody's always blaming it on Respawn, but, but Respawn is not the weakest link. No. No, he's not, as we found out this week. So, Respawn time say goodbye bye guardians (laughs) (laughs) goodbye speaking of which there was no fan mail this week um i don't think so oh sad face Nobody loves us this week. <laughs> why? Look, what? why don't you love us? We're here. We're here for you guys. We don't, we don't do this for us. Nobody's paying us to do this. We don't get sponsored. Um, but we love you, really. Thank you for listening. Thank you.